wrestling fanatics, welcome to the Queen's Takeover. Thank you for joining us as we take over the podcast world. It's your girl Kat, aka the Texas Sports Queen. We also have the Carolina Boss Lady Kayla. Hello. And our resident adjuster, Jolie. Sup. Okay, so getting back into our indie spotlight, it's definitely going to be focusing on the ladies. And I should say, with this being the show being called Queen's Takeover, could we possibly be talking to the pos- the future queen of the cruiserweights? I'll get into that meeting in just a minute. Please welcome Miss Casey Catal to the show. Hello. Hi, guys. What's up? Thanks for, com- thanks for coming on. We definitely appreciate this. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Like, girl power. <laughs> Absolutely. And I told you about this, like, right before we started recording everything, but you're actually our first female wrestler we've had on the show which is awesome and like I said before I am so sorry I would have got you guys someone way better but I'm excited to be here nonetheless girl knock that off (laughs) (laughs) all right so we all did this like the first time when we the first few weeks we started recording and everything and um every person we have on the show for the first time we definitely like to ask them right off the bat and it's we tweak this a little bit for the wrestlers and everything. How did you get into wrestling as a fan and then wanting to pursue it? Yeah. So I, I tell this story all the time and I'm trying to make it interesting, but for people who don't know, um, I wasn't a fan growing up. I wasn't, I didn't watch anything. I didn't really know anything about wrestling except like who the rock and Hulk Hogan was like, I really had no, no clue. Um, and then one weekend I got invited to an indie show and I was like, yeah, like, that's cool. I've never been to like a wrestling show. Like this will be something fun to do on the weekend. Ended up going, absolutely falling in love with it the second I was there. Um, and then couldn't stop watching it, caught the bug and signed up for wrestling training. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, it's, so it's like a two in one story right there. And I've actually never been to an indie show myself, but um, I, I actually wish I was in the New Jersey area so I can catch synergy stuff up there. But I'm actually going to something with Mission Pro in a couple of weeks because we're actually one of the sponsors for their show. So awesome! Um, so that's going to be a new experience and everything. Right. That's cool. <sighs> All right, Kayla. Um, what is your favorite match or moment in your wrestling career? Um, I have two that stand out to me. Um that were like really big moments. One of them was uh, the match I had with Jimmy Lloyd at CCW um, night of infamy where I wrestled him in a crazy death match, which was um, squared circle of sacrifice where there was no canvas on the ring and the ropes were all barbed wire. And it was the most insane experience I've ever had. Um, I got to main event CCW, which was insane. I never thought I would ever do that. Um, and yeah, I, I went into exploding barbed wire. So that was like insane. Um, and I just remember those moments being so huge to me. So that was definitely one. And then, uh, my match with LSG at Synergy was also a really big moment because sharing the ring with someone like LSG, who's been all over the place in ring of honor. Um, I learned so much from that match and that's going to be like really, really special to me for a long time. That is awesome. And I just want to do a little hint there. Um, that would definitely be a John Moxley match right there with a barbed wire. In the- <laughs> hey, is- I'm ready for it. If, if AEW wants an intergender death match, sign me up. <laughs> That's awesome, though. 
Oh man! Yikes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jolie. <laughs> I have issues with barbed wire matches, but that's because I've actually seen what barbed wire does to actual animal flesh. So I don't like that being used, but dude, fucking awesome. <laughs> so, so going off, you just said like, you know, AEW intergender match. Um, uh, if you could wrestle anybody, any yeah. gender, and I'll give you even, you can pick from both all three, mm-hmm. um, Impact, WWE, and AEW, who would you wrestle and why per company? Ooh, per company. Okay. So for WWE, I would pick Natty. Um, she is my all time favorite woman's wrestler. Uh, she's a huge inspiration to me. And when I first started in my career, so, um, I'm literally obsessed with her and every sort of step she took to succeed in her wrestling career. It really inspires me. Uh, AEW, I would have to say Chris Jericho because he is my favorite wrestler of all time. Um, a little goofy, but uh, he has rebirthed his gimmick, his style so many times. Like he is always relevant. He's always incredible. So that's something that I always strive to do. Um, and then you said impact. Yes. Hmm. Deanna Peraza, probably I would want to wrestle her. Um, I was around right before she got signed and She's just an incredible talent, and I would really like to get in the ring with her. So basically, New York versus New Jersey. I got you. Yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm all right with that. <laughs> well, hell, it's like, Jolie, you're from that, you're kind of sort of from that area and everything. It's always like territorial stuff up there, right? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, yes. it, and the funny thing is, like, it all depends, um, especially when it comes to the Philly area, because if you're South Jersey, you're, you're part of Philly. Yeah, you're Philly. <laughs> or unless you're like the Cape May area, that's part of Delaware for some ungodly reason. So like you got Cape May, which is a part of Delaware. You got anything above that is Philly. And then anything above Trenton is tossed between New York and Connecticut for some ungodly reason. I don't know why Connecticut gets pulled into that, but I think it's because <laughs> that that one little piece that, you know, just they're like, no, we, we'll take this one. They're nice. <laughs> and so it's like, it's just some weird fucking factions. It's hilarious. Like, oh my God. Like I have a friend that works up in like often in New Jersey and like right on the border, New Jersey, New York. And he's just like, I can't stand the people. They're assholes. <laughs> like which ones? He goes, both like yeah. you poor bastard <laughs> yeah he's got to deal with them because <laughs> it's like there, there is no set faction unless you're like the only real set faction is if you are an actual new yorker and that's meant like if you're from manhattan or brooklyn or any of those like i mean people from brooklyn can't stand people from manhattan long island forget about it staten yeah. island there have actually been disowned so many times by new york it's not even funny uh, it's it's just it's it, there's just New Jersey, New York, Delaware, Pennsylvania, Connecticut have like this weird fucking conglomerate of like who's gonna belong to who? And I'm just sitting down here like you all suck, <laughs> all of you. Yeah, I- I'm happy with Delaware except for the one county, but we won't talk about them. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, so yeah, no. I I actually. I think you and Deanna probably be a slap of a match. I will give you that one. Yeah. Um, so there's one. Uh, so hmm. I actually had another question, but I can't remember. So go ahead. Whoever's next. <laughs> it was, it wasn't a pre-written question. I had something I wanted to ask, but I can't remember. 
She'll remember in a minute, trust me. <laughs> Go ahead, Kayla. How do you feel about the progression of women's wrestling in the last few years? Oh, uh, good question. Um, we are definitely progressing, but there's a lot of work still to be done. Um, when I first came in to wrestling, be four or five, five years ago, um, it was tough. It was tough. I went to my first training day and there was only one other girl in the room. Um, and it's been male dominated for forever. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of leaps and bounds that we have to go through. Um, especially with this year, the speaking out movement, I think that really helped, um, because it really shined a light on, there's a lot of issues going on and a lot of them need to come out in order to progress and make everything stronger. So, I definitely think we're well on our way, um, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a long journey for sure. Oh, definitely. And it's like I, I, I we had Colin on a couple weeks ago and everything, and one thing he really said is that women's wrestling saved the year. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, the queen of the cruiserweights. Let me get back to that reference. Okay. So Black Friday. Uh, Synergy, you have a match with Mr. Crawford uh, for his Synergy Cruiserweight crown. So talk to us a little bit about that match. How did it come about? What's the background there? And then, uh, oh, yeah, just give yeah, just give us the tea. Give us the tea. All right, the team. So me and TJ go way back. Um, we both kind of started in the same places. I started at Creative Pro, which is in New York. Um, but its sister school is WrestlePro, which is in New Jersey. So he was mm-hmm. at WrestlePro and I was at Creative Pro, and you know our paths would cross all the time because I did work for WrestlePro and come out to New Jersey um, and work on those shows, and he did as well. So when we first started off, we were kind of there for each other. Um, we grew up together. We were around the same people, so we had a pretty good bond. Um, and then I thought everything was going well. We both got booked for Synergy, and we've been doing pretty well in Synergy. And he decided to keep screwing me out of matches and kind of just flip the switch on me, which came really out of nowhere. Um, I think the success kind of just went to his head and he decided that he was really going to do whatever it it took to win, regardless of how that was going to, you know, impact other people. If he was going to hurt other people, including me, like he took a baseball bat to my head. So yeah. So now we've kind of been fighting this fight for a year now. Um, and I'm pissed off now. He's royally pissing <laughs> me off. Um, and I'm going to take back that crown because he's he kept screwing me out of matches. It was just completely unfair. Um, and I'm going to show him that the better person is going to win. So that's where we're at. There you go. Okay, so those who are not familiar with Synergy. And so did you, did you originally have the crown and he took it off you or? No, so this is actually crazy. So I was in a triple threat match. Well, yeah, I was in a triple threat match um, for the number one contendership and Uh it was against uh, Joey Silver and Charles Mason. And I won that match. So then I was going into another triple threat with TJ Crawford and Ellis Taylor um, because they both won their respective matches. So we were going to have this match for the Cruiserweight crown, the first ever. Um, I ended up getting really sick and I could not go to the show. So the match ended up just being Ellis and TJ. Okay. So TJ did win the crown um, during that match. And then I kind of had to climb the ladder back up to get my spot for a number one contendership to face him. So that's. Damn. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. 
Oh, my money's on you, girl, of course. <laughs> well, you know, I've been working really, really hard. Uh, this match is super important to me um, for a ton of reasons. You know, one, to just shut TJ up because I'm sick of him and I don't want him interfering in my career anymore. Um, and another thing is just being the first woman to hold a, a title in synergy, you know, and I want to be that person and I want to lead the way. And, you know, there's a lot riding on this match. So I've been really, really preparing myself and I don't think TJ is going to be ready for it. Go make the history girl. Go make the history. Get it girl. Get it girl. <laughs> All right. So, um, Jolie's got something that, that kind of plays into this. So, well, a lot of people have had negative connotations when it comes to intergender matches. Um, what's some of the negativity that you've had to face with in doing intergender matches, um, even though it's totally badass? And if you need a bat, I've got a nice wooden one here. If you need Ooh. to take it to his jewels, I am more, more than welcome to meet you somewhere halfway and give it to you. You know, I'm all good with that. It's a good old uh, Louisville slugger right there. So yeah, I'll have to take you up on that. Um, you know, it's difficult, you know, especially nowadays, I feel like social media with Twitter and Instagram and everything else, uh, people have a lot to say because they don't have to actually face you and say it to your face. Cause I know a hundred percent of these people wouldn't say any of this to my face. Um, but yeah, it's, it's difficult because, you know, people are coming at me saying that I can't fight a man and I can't do this. I've gotten some really nasty things, death threats. I mean, like you name it, I've gotten all of it. Um, what? It's, it's pretty crazy because with Who am I fighting? Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Everyone. Um, you know, with intergender wrestling, like there is definitely an art to it. Um, but the thing is, I've wrestled women who are triple my size. I've wrestled women who are half my size. Nothing has changed from that to a man. You know, I can wrestle a man double my size. I have to change up my strategy a little bit, but. I can do that. Or I can wrestle a man yeah. half my size and steamroll him. Like, it's not going to matter. You know what I mean? Um, so everyone's got to kind of get past yeah. that figure of genetics are superior because that's, that's bullshit. It's, it's really not a matter of genetic. It's a matter of skill, ability. And, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. But I, I've been having a, the time of my life with intergender wrestling, uh, and I've been learning so much. And I've been challenging myself. I've been a, against crazy male competitors and learning every step of the way so it's been amazing for me that's awesome yeah. wow oh man so after this um i know that synergy has the women's gsi coming up like in a couple weeks and everything your match is to be determined at this point or your involvement's to be determined based on black friday i think that's what colin said from the um reveal it will be announced soon um yes there okay, has okay. been oh, an right. opponent chosen so that will be announced soon oh you heard it here folks you heard it here yeah that's the first time All right. and <laughs> <laughs> and i actually and i know this is one on the list but i saw this today and everything you actually just uh you're releasing uh merch line on black friday Yes, I am. I'm super excited. I've had designs for like forever. Um, and, you know, with everything going on and, you know, people being flaky, I never released them. So now I'm going to release them. And I have also brand new designs that I'm super excited about. 
literally going to have everything you can think of. So that will be released on Friday. I'll drop the link. Um, I just, I was like, why would I release it today? Like I want to save people money and give them a promo code. So like it's going to go down. On there Black you go. So, yeah. Sweet. All right. Where can they find you at? Where, where can they, where can they, where can they find your links? Where, where can they find you at, hon? Yeah. So you can follow me on Instagram at Casey Lynn with an E Kirk underscore. And then my Twitter is Katal Casey. And I always say, do not add me on Facebook because I just don't know names. I only know faces and I'm not going to go through lists of like people and I'm never active on Facebook. I like literally just repost stuff. So don't add me. (laughs) Yeah. It's like with, uh, yeah, it's like Facebook's like more of like family and friends and everything and it's like i've been adding like a little bit of business stuff here and there and everything but it's like it's like facebook's for family and friends twitter's for business facebook i have so many people i don't know and i'm just like this is awful i have no idea who any of you are like i gotta i gotta clean that up a little bit <laughs> all right one last question before you um are you checking out survivors norm we will drop this later in the week but we are recording this on a sunday so are you checking out survivor series tonight Ah, uh, you know, I may, uh, I work really early. I have a shoe job. Yay. Um, so I'm up at like three, four in the morning. So it depends. <laughs> I might catch it this week at some point, but, uh, yeah, I'll definitely try it and see what's going on for sure. All right. Well, Casey, thanks so much for coming on. Best of luck on Friday and yes, take that crown girl, make that history. It's like all three of us are definitely behind you. 100%. Thanks so much. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to do the best. I'm uh, <laughs> Okay, so Survivor Series has now ended. Before we get into all of the matches, can we just talk about the ending, the end of an era? Yikes. Kayla, no questions. Go ahead. Um, first of all, I do want to say thank you, Taker, um, for everything you've ever done Um in the ring, outside the ring, um, you're definitely well a legend. You'll totally be missed. Um, but that ending was amazing when they did the hologram of Paul Bear. I mean, it was. I heard. I heard that his. Yeah, I can't do it. I can't do his look. Whatever. But that was. But that's just an amazing ending to it. And um, unfortunately, it would have been a little bit better. Um, I thought that they would have brought a little bit more opponents back, but I mean, people that he did wrestle, but I'm pretty sure, um, that a lot of them have respected. Like I saw Bray Wyatt said, thank you. Um, I even think I saw something earlier that CM Punk said, thank you, Taker. So it was a, it was a while back on Twitter when I was looking through it earlier, but I mean, just different people, just the way they said, thank you. And, um, he will definitely be missed in the ring, but um, I believe he was—he has a daughter or a son. Is it a daughter or is it a son? I think. Well, anyway, a daughter, daughter, daughter. Okay. Um, but now it's time where he can actually, you know, go home and probably sit on the couch and laugh at people in the ring nowadays. Yeah. Um, but no, he can go home and spend time with Michelle and his daughter. But um, thank you, Taker, and um, very well, great ending. And I love how they had Vince McMahon announce them. So, um, thank you again. Yeah, and it's just like they actually, I just got the People magazine uh, on Friday, the Sexiest Man Alive issue, and actually in it, 
they had an article about the undertaker and like his next steps. I'm like, wait, damn, this is actually happening, <laughs> man. But it's like from seeing him for like the first time. And then of course, anything WrestleMania wise and everything, it's just, it's an awe inspiring um, sight and feeling to take in and everything. And he is definitely going to be missed. Jolie. That just took me back to my childhood. It honestly did. Um, like y'all said, thank you, Taker. Thank you, Paul, for playing such an iconic character with him. When you passed away, we all mourned. Ugh. So it's, it's been definitely an amazing career, 30 years. And you got to think, I'm not, I was nine years old when he pre- premiered. I'll be 40 coming up. So, um, yeah, wow, makes me feel old. Thanks, man. I can only imagine how old he feels. I mean, seriously. And right? it's, funny, it's funny. I'm reading everybody. Come on, man. I got to go to bed. It's three o'clock in the UK right now. Can, can you make, can you speed it up? Can you speed it up? Jesus Christ, put him on a fucking car. I'm like, oh, come on, guys. This is not WrestleMania. <laughs> that would have been 20 minutes. We know this. It's, it's iconic. And yeah. um, you know damn well that this might be the end of The Undertaker, but I don't think that this is the end of Mark Calloway in that ring. He's going to be either a coach, he's going to be an instructor, he's going to open up his own school, he's going to be a talent scout, he is going to do everything he can to make WWE probably one of the best, still one of the best businesses in the world. So for that, we say thank you, Taker. You did set the bar high when it comes to respect. And we wanted to get this part out of the way because, yeah, do we really <laughs> have to get into some of those matches? I mean, this is a recap after all, so really, really. <laughs> all right, we'll t- we'll all right, we'll take we, it one at a time. Can we, can okay, we, wait, wait, wait. Can we start with the women's match? Can we start with? <laughs> no, 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 not that match. I want to start with the Asuka Sasha match. Mainly okay, because... okay. That, that one I'll give you. All right, so I'm actually going to start this one off because that was actually my second favorite match of the night. My favorite match being the men's championship versus champion match at the end and the Street Profits. Those were the top three matches. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, so Sasha getting a clean win over Asuka was beautiful. It says to me that they are finally giving Sasha the respect that she wants the respect that she deserves and the respect that needed to be given to her. I mean, don't get me wrong. Asuka is one of the best wrestlers in the business, hands down. And honestly, I'm praying to God that she has a storyline soon, hopefully with returning Naomi and hopefully with a possible up and coming Rhea Ripley because None of those other women deserve a fucking title shot on Raw. That was the most fucking pitiful fucking excuse of of a a five on five. But the women's title match, I mean, the the multiple reversals, Mm -hmm. it was just one one of the better matches. And it proves once again that Asuka is an honorary member of the horsewoman because there is just something about Oscar with Becky, Bailey, Sasha, and Charlotte 
that they put on five, ten star matches. And Meltzer, fuck you. That that was definitely a five star fucking match. You can uh, remove some of your libs like Marilyn Manson does and suck your own dick if you say anything else. Fuck you. Have a nice day. Kayla, you're up. Um, I do have to admit, um, Asuka and Sasha was definitely one of the top matches of the night. Um, like Julie said, we think she's finally probably getting the respect that she wants. Um, it's definitely boss time, and I really enjoyed that match. Um, and as far as if I really had to choose, um, I think when it came to matches and stuff, like um, Asuka and the Horsewoman are always very entertaining, very talented, because mm-hmm. all four of them are very good in the ring. And now officially all four horsewomen can say i was ready for oscar so um anyway continue continue on with both the legacies hopefully they um sasha gets good competition sorry bailey i love you to death but just kind of fall back a little bit let somebody else get an opportunity um and maybe oscar will see a rhea ripley or and like joy so where's the glow feel the glow and Naomi, um, if you're really on the mass Singer, um, that's great. Because I want to be right that you really are the jellyfish. But I love you, how you're singing. But I want you to get eliminated on Thursday because I'm ready to see you back in the ring. So if you're listening to this podcast, do your worst on Thursday so you can get eliminated. No, really. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it is her. Damn, that's just harsh. Come on now. <laughs> no, I don't know if hey. it really. <laughs> He's been no, hanging around know. you too long. <laughs> but I, no, I, I, I'm the negative shtick. Come on, stop it now. Stop stealing my shtick. <laughs> but no, I really don't know if it is her in the mass Singer, but like a lot of her clues and everything just seems to be adding up to it. Um, but anyway, yeah, just, just hurry back, <sighs> Naomi. Thank you, Kat. <laughs> It is now your spotlight. Uh, well, as the resident Sasha fan, I was so happy for her to get a win, a clean win. And this is, like y'all said, this is well-deserved. She's finally getting the spotlight, the momentum that she's damn well-deserved for like the longest time. And I know that she's going to have to take care of some unfortunate business in the form of Carmella. Thank you, though. Thank you, Carmella, for not interfering. Um, or showing tonight after the match. And once she gets that out of the way, yes, she definitely needs some good competition. And I know it's a for it's gonna eventually come in the form of the EST, but it'll get the it'll get there eventually at the right time. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> no, but she can go out of tonight with her head held high, best of the best between the two women's champions. All right, let's get this out of the way. The women's five on five match. All right, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start this off real quick. If you were gonna have Lana be the sole survivor, okay, fine, I get it. You couldn't think of a clever, more clever way to do it. That was just asinine. Ugh. And it's just like making the kind, of, and it's like with the whole thing with like. Um, Naya and Shayna just like keep degrading her and degrading her and everything. It's starting to get a little old now and everything. Just like stand there on the steps, don't move. That's just like enough already. But it's just like, oh, I feel I out of all that, I feel sorry for Bianca because 
she's about to kill that shit right there but it is what it is unfortunately all right kayla i'll let you get yours in before jolie goes off you know how i get those vibes as a wrestling fan um i had that feeling when she tagged herself in that hell was going to break loose and then when Shayna and Naya's like, stay on the steps, stay on the steps, don't move. Well, if you kind of noticed how Lana was just looking around like, hey, hey, I'm over here. You guys just got knocked out. Just her facial expression said it. And I looked at my mom and I said, I'm getting one of those vibes. She says, what do you mean? I said, this is how Lana's going to win first raw and she's like no no they can't do it that way i said yeah they can because technically she's never got eliminated and then it started going down i kept yelling at the screen like please do not let peyton eliminate natalia i said we got an angry article coming angry article coming and which also ref if you would have had your head out of your ass you would have seen that ruby riot had Shayna pinned to eliminate her so yes i said that if he would have had his head out of his ass and paid attention to ruby ruby would have still been in there and Shayna would have been gone and um also uh she never tapped out to you either Shayna. i do love you to death Shayna, but just just in this match i i wanted to make you tap out to your own submission move that's how much i aggravated you um <laughs> naya i like you too but you aggravated me um, but, but more, I will say this before we change it over to our jester, which I know she's very angry. Um, but I will say this, regardless if it was just Bianca left, that match should have been SmackDown. Not just because of who was on it, but the way they dominated, the one, the way they were able to keep up with it and be strong throughout and um so either way i will say monday night raw regardless if it's now or later you got five females that's after your ass so especially somebody named bianca you're eventually going to me back up and it's going to break loose so anyway that's all i gotta say all right so kayla you got your teacup ready you got your teacup ready yes i got it just about to Yes, we got right, it ready. Jester, pour it on. So first things first, can we just talk about the nasty throw that Peyton did with Bailey off the top rope and nobody fucking caught her? What the fuck was up with that? Exactly. Bailey could Bailey could have been seriously hurt. Two, can we talk about again that ref getting his head stuck up? Not it wasn't his own ass, technically. It was it was Naya's ass. And it's a big ass. And I, I understand getting stuck <laughs> on Naya. That's completely understandable. And getting loose from that is and I'm a fat woman, so I can actually make fat jokes, so fuck off. Um, right. But besides that, so yes, Ruby actually pinned, pinned Shayna Baszler. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, fucking ten count, bitch. And can we just say that fucking Liv Morgan went the fuck off before she was eliminated. She went mm-hmm. the fuck off. She took Nia down. She took Shayna down. And if it wasn't for Shayna being an interfering little bitch, she still would have been in the fucking match and, and the match would have been for SmackDown. Now, Lacey, 
okay, whatever. Peyton, get the fuck out of here with your purple ass fucking hair. Nobody gives a fuck about you anyway without Billy Kay. I'm sorry, nobody fucking does. Um, Lacey, that Spanish fly, though, uh, that, was was, that was impressive. You have definitely improved, so you actually get a 10 on that one, and that's it. You, you're, you're back of the pack. Don't want to even see you getting anywhere near fucking Oscar for the title. Shayna and Naya, there are two women coming for your ass for those tag titles and that's the riot squad and let me tell you something you pissed off a chick from new jersey i don't care if you're from minnesota i don't care if you're from fucking california i don't care if you're a fucking anti-vaxxer i think my immune system is the best in the fucking world i don't fucking care what the fuck you say bitch these two women these small ass women these indie ass bred women are gonna take you to the fucking mat and take your fucking titles and I hope to God to do it at fucking TLC and put your fucking asses through tables and see how much you fucking like it. And you know what? Now I'm going to get to Lana. But first things first, Ryan Satin, you said something today about a clip about Lana, about people bullying her. What the fuck did you do to Sasha, you stupid motherfucker? Huh? All those rumors that you posted about Sasha when she disappeared after WrestleMania 35? That was bullying her, you self-entitled hypocritical jackass. So I don't want to see you, oh, you shouldn't bully their humans too. If you're acting a heel, you're going to get heel heat, whether that's in person or online. If you cannot stand the heat, do not be online. Do not post stupid dances on TikTok. Do not post stupid dances on Instagram. Do not post stupid tweets on Twitter. If you can't stand getting the bullied when you are a fucking heel, which Lana has basically been for the longest fucking time, except for that few times that she was with Rusev when he had Rusev Day. But you're telling me that some stupid ass little hoe just standing on the sideline that's been degraded and basically cucked this entire time, like Bobby Lashley was when they were with together. And speaking of Bobby Lashley, we don't even need to talk about that match. That match, um, that match was just stupid and okay. idiotic. So you know, congrats to Bobby Lashley, but basically it was four on one. Okay, noted. But again, Lana, you don't deserve the accolades you're getting. I'm sorry, you don't. Have you put work in? Yes. Have you improved? Yes. But you know what? You know who hasn't? Who who has who's not getting the 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 accolades that you're now getting and should? Naomi. She deserves it more than you do. If Charlotte was back, Charlotte would deserve it. I can name five women down in fucking NXT that deserve it more than you. Shotzi, Candice, Io, Rhea, Dakota, Raquel Gonzalez. If Tegan was healthy, Tegan. That's actually seven fucking women that deserve it better than you. Deserve it more than you. You took away a spot from somebody that is ten times the wrestler, ten times the performer. Have I said I wanted you to quit? Yeah, hell yeah I have. You don't deserve to be there. I'm not a fan of yours. I will never be a fan of yours. And you, and you know, the only time I actually ever fucking respected you was when you were a heel and I was at a live show and you came at me as a fan. And you had the balls to do that when you were managing Rusev. That was the only ever fucking time I've ever fucking respected your ass. Because you acted like a heel. Now you're just acting like a bitch. So why don't you pack your bags like a good little bitch and go the fuck home? And it's like, when I saw the news report that they're actually trying to push her as a baby face, I don't get it. Because out of everyone on the Raw, uh, on the raw women's roster, she's like the least experienced in the ring. And so 
I don't get it. So we'll Le- have least, to see how least this plays experi- out. Least experienced has been spent the majority of her time as a heel or mm-hmm. whenever she wasn't a heel, she was just a baby face manager, but she really didn't have to do anything because the crowds did it for her. The Rusev day. And you had, um, ah, fuck. What's his name? Um, Aiden English. Thank you. I was going to call him drama King because that's his Twitter handle. <laughs> You had him taking over the managerial positions. The only time she was ever good was when she was a fucking heel manager. All right. Mm-hmm. You know what? Make her the manager of fucking Naya and Shayna. You, she's not a baby face. I'm sorry. She's not. Asuka's a baby face. Hopefully when Rhea comes up, she'll be the baby face. You'll right. have Charlotte. Charlotte should be a baby face or a tweener. Naomi's definitely going to be a baby face. But you cannot force somebody that does not have the ability or is at least shown to have the ability to be a heel or a face. She doesn't. I'm sorry. I I know that's cruel of me to say. But you know why I don't make fun of Lana anymore on TikTok or on Twitter or anything? I block her. So I don't have to see her content. And that does that make me a horrible human being? Maybe it does. But you know what? I, I can't she wants to woe is me and the, the one time i did feel bad for her was when i found that her parents had covid this survivor series women's match was one of the most god-awful ones last year's was the best with the nxt women that was the absolute fucking best one we've had in years and the the talent alone on the smackdown side trumped the talent that was on the raw side now, if you had the likes of a Charlotte or Naomi, then it would have been fucking even. But you had mm-hmm. Peyton Royce, who only knows how to be in tag teams. And it was kind of a little kick it to, to Bailey for having Peyton pin her again. I found that very disgusting and disheartening. And that actually kind of pissed me off because of the fact, you know, everything with the original tag titles loss at WrestleMania 35. So that was kind of like a slap in a face to the fans. Right. I, I didn't like that one. If anybody, Lacey Pinder, I would have been okay with it, but it was Peyton. I, I couldn't deal with it. Um, you know, and with her being the first one pinned, yeah, eliminated, yeah. And that kind, that, that kind of had me reminded me of when they pinned <laughs> Becky, yeah, at that Survivor Series. Yeah, that, that gave me that vibe. So maybe this will kickstart something with that. We'll have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't see them back shelving. Bailey, there's going to be a lot of uh, definitely between her, Bianca, and Natty. There's going to be a lot of fighting, so I'm actually looking forward to that. Or we could even have a new team form with the egos of Bailey and Natty, which would be kind of interesting as well. We're going to have to wait and see. But I do agree with all of you guys when it comes to who should be the next in line to face Sasha, and that is the EST, mm-hmm. a previous mm-hmm. NXT, and now SmackDown. So, <laughs> you know, this this was just probably the worst match of the night, except for when Liv went fucking off. I mean, I can't wait till next weekend to see her 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 uh, documentary. Um, oh yeah, because like we, me and my friends used to do this thing. Where's Liv? Have you seen Liv Morgan? Have you seen Liv Morgan? Like, you know, when she was like, when she went away for that, that time when she's reinventing herself, you know, yeah. so, you know, we would do stupid shit like that. So I can't wait to see, you know, the trials and tribulations that she went through. And it's like, 
part of me wishes that Sarah was back and not pregnant and fighting with her girls against the world yeah. since their anniversary was yesterday. So right. happy anniversary to the Riot Squad. Even when you were heels beating up my favorites and then, you know, I- I've always had a soft spot for that team regardless. And uh, so, yeah. yeah. Should we get should we get to the other five? Five v five with the most stupidest elimination ever. <laughs> okay, so we go from a surprising win with for Raw to a clean sweep with Raw in the first elimination. He gave himself up. What the fuck? Apparently, <laughs> apparently there is real backstage heat between himself and Matt Riddle. He wouldn't look at Matt. He wouldn't acknowledge Matt at all. So. I know that goes back to what his wife said about Becky last year Mm -hmm. or or a year and a half ago. And, you know, everybody's still calling Matt a rapist and all that stuff again. Yeah. It sucks. It does suck. Going back to what uh, Casey was talking earlier about the speak out movement. And, you know, it it does suck. And him just, he had that dead stare in his look after we found out that the same dead stare he had when Becky was pregnant. And it's it's like he just was like, my life is fucked. Once this baby's out of her, she's getting back in shape and I'm stuck at home. Kill me now. Because <laughs> we all know that everybody wants her and not me. You're damn right, we do. And, um, but speaking of babies, side note, congratulations. Oh, yeah. Congratulations to Renee and John Moxley uh, for announcing their future bundle of joy. Um, you know, apparently Bailey did find out first. Yeah. Uh, that they, they made, they both said That's that. Way. Like, like, you know, she thought she was texting John and it actually went to Bailey instead. So, you know, congratulations from us to them. I, I kind of hope that um, Seth and Becky have a girl and that John and Renee have a girl so we can have the female shield in about 20 years. Exactly. And can we talk about the slickest way to announce it? Yeah, but still doesn't beat Becky's. <laughs> it still doesn't beat Becky's. Well, of course. <laughs> I mean, it's I just... mean, it was a, it was very interesting, you know. And hopefully now he will stop the death matches and crazy barbed wire stupid shit. If you know, he he's had a lot more worse matches than say Seth or. Roman when it comes mm-hmm. to crazy stupid matches. So his body is probably like Undertaker's technically. <laughs> All the aches <laughs> and pains, you know. He's probably like a well, he's like 35, 36. I'll he'll take be, your word for it. He'll be 35 on December 7th. Yeah, so he's 35. So his body probably feels like a 60-year-old with all those bumps and bruises that he's taken. And you know, and you know him and Omega are gonna go to fucking war again. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So it's like you know, and, and like you read now when you read Renee's tweets, it's like, oh god, she's gonna fucking castrate him when he gets home. I love her tweets sometimes, especially when she's watching his pay per view. It's just like there was one one time he was whatever whatever match it was. She goes, she goes, all you saw was J dot dot O dot dot N dot dot don't come home dot dot. <laughs> Well, during his match with uh, Eddie Kingston, she was like, "Going, can I quit this match?" <laughs> right. 
Oh, man. All right. One more. Okay. One more thing real quick before we get back to the five on five and everything. How many times is Becky Lynch going to break the damn internet? I, I don't know, man. Those pictures were amazing. I could have done without Seth. He looked like a fucking pimp. And that one suit was god awful. I mean, they had the weirdest. Like, I, I love Becky to death, but she's got the weirdest, you know, sense of style. I mean, I get it. That's her style. Do you, boo boo? Do you? But like, you know, I, I just don't get it. But that like, him that like looked like a fucking crushed velvet blue suit. I'm like, what the fuck, bro? Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, who, who are you trying to be, Pimp Daddy? Nah. But like, yeah, when those pictures, I was just like. Damn, look at those arms. Look at those legs. Oh, yeah, this bitch coming back soon. The legs. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, that, they, what people don't understand is, like, she, and there's a picture of her with Joshi G, and she's in the background, like, doing fucking squats with a big-ass fucking belly. And mm-hmm. it's like, y'all are saying that she ain't going to be back by SummerSlam. I swear to fucking Christ, this bitch going to be back by WrestleMania. If not Royal Rumble, depending how <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I'm, I'm pushing more towards mania. But anyway, yeah, so it's like Becky has broken the internet and then people become sycophants and just completely ruin it for the, the good fans. And oh then they, they, they go after really good fans like Steffi Heights. Like Steph. Like, dude, leave Steffi alone. Like the one guy's like, she's hype when Steffi was hyping up the dress was from a black uh owned business and the, mm-hmm. uh, a guy said something and i called him racist i'm not racist dude she's hyping up this beautiful black owned business which is probably one of the most endangered businesses as of right now during this pandemic any small business is in danger mm-hmm. and the fact that she's hyping it up she doesn't have to do it she just did it because she that's who she is that's who Steffi is Steffi is probably one of the most genuine people on Twitter that I have ever met and you know I look Steffi if you hear this I am looking forward to meeting you one day we are supposed to meet possibly this past year at Wrestlemania but definitely at this past SummerSlam so hopefully when everything calms down all the shit hit calms down we can meet and finally you know just hug it out because you're probably one of the coolest people on Twitter that I have not met in person besides these two ladies that I talk to every night or every week. Well, we do talk almost every day with text. So, Oh yeah. Okay. So getting back, <sighs> so getting back to the sweep. So the first okay, one, five out, five. so the first one out was Seth. Mm-hmm. So they all collect themselves and yeah, that was just, I felt bad for Jay Uso because you just kept seeing Paul in the back. It's like, what? What the hell did you want Jay to instill fear for you, Roman? But if you can't do it your damn self, you can't expect your sub- subordinates to do it for you. Right. I th- I found that it was very very um, kismet that Riddle was eliminated last year by Corbin, and this year was eliminated by Riddle. Corbin was. Um, Otis, <laughs> Otis versus Keith Lee is something that I want to see again. Yeah. Um, Jay Uso with the super kick party going over there. Um, KO with the stunner party. <laughs> I mean, it definitely was a clean sweep, but it definitely was like, you know, 
anticlimactic because all the issues that Team Raw had, and you basically only had one person that was issue intensified, that's Corbin. I mean, Jay, even though he's got loyalty to Roman, he still has loyalty to SmackDown, and he kept trying to do everything he could to get the team to win. And right. it's like, you know, that's like the one thing that pissed me off, like with, with all this Roman head of the table thing. Like, you can't call yourself a chief when you don't instill fear in other people. You can't expect your subservience, your subordinates to be the one to instill the fear. They have to maintain the fear. So hopefully they'll start working on that. You know, especially if Jimmy comes back and they run roughshod and they start the bloodline, that is how I would do it. That is how I would run it. They would just start taking people out. Oh, and speaking of tag teams, congratulations to FTR, Fuck the Revival, um, for being named the number one tag team in PWI's tag team list. Though I do think even though the Usos didn't wrestle for about half a year, they still should have been mentioned on that list. You had Becky on your women's list, you fuckers. And she wrestled less than they did. So Usos should have been on that list. And I found it very kismet that uh, Sasha and Bailey were above the Young Bucks. (laughs) 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 Bitches! Right. <laughs> yeah, it's like top top five on the inaugural list. And uh, so it's like I was so happy to see that uh, the five on five, the team that who I thought won that was going to win win because it's like Team Raw was stacked. I was so happy that it ended up being Keith Lee because it's like it, it's kind of like playing on from last year's uh, Survivor Series when he went down to the wire with him and Roman. And so it's like it's steady climbing up and everything. And side note, awesome new song. Love it. <sighs> it's about time they they because they he said like last month that he was in the studio recording. And then I heard him like, okay, okay, all right, put this it's on like, YouTube, but I need to hear it without the I need to hear it without the crowd sound. I need to hear it without the crowd sound. Come on, y'all, come on, y'all. But I that yeah, was like, that definitely a bop. I definitely am enjoying it. It's better than the other one he had. But, you know, well, I mean, better than the previous Raw one since they can't use the original Bask in his glory. Yeah. All right, Kayla. Five on five. Your thoughts. <laughs> uh, um, I quite didn't know what exactly Mr. Seth Rollins was going to do. Um, but when he came out and I texted you all and said, he's got the stare again. I knew he was up to something. Um, I didn't know how it was going to go down. And then when he's actually over there, like, hey, tag me in, tag me in. And I'm like, okay. So he's standing in the ring and you hear him going, get him, Seth, get him. You know, even Corbin was cheering him on, you know. And I, it's just like, and then he just turned around for the greater good. And I'm thinking, oh, no, he's not. And he drops to his knees and starts praying to his Monday night messiah or sorry, SmackDown Messiah, and I'm just like, all right, Seth is gone. Not how I saw it. But um, I do give kudos to Jay. Tried everything, like Jolie said, he tried everything he could to get his team together. Um, 
Otis and Keith Lee, definitely, like Julie said, definitely want to see that again. Um, and also kudos to Monday Night Raw. Obviously, other than not, you know, they did have a great team. Um, but very much kudos to them for getting along at Survivor Series because I was kind of worried how they were reacting and stuff. Um, and also talk about um, Matt Riddle's entrance. I know he always does where he jumps over the rope and the flip-flops come off. But the way it did it tonight with the light, with the fire alerts kind of looked like they went too far and busted the lights out or something. I mean, it was it was just a really cool entrance a little bit. Um, but other than that, that's pretty much how. But I think I probably laughed at the whole Seth thing. But above all, <laughs> great match, y'all. Um, and it was pretty funny that it was reversal that riddle did eliminate corbin yeah and but <laughs> and I think that, is that the first time anybody has kicked out of his finishing move in the days in the days isn't it i think so that's the first time anybody's ever kicked out of end of days mm-hmm. i i can't remember i can't remember to be honest i know a lot of people do kick out of deep six but as far as end of yeah. days I don't think that really ever has happened. If it has, it was been it's rare. It's very rare. That's almost is um is someone um oh what's that move? Cannot think of it at top of like who move? Be, I can't think of the move now. It'll come to me. Just let's continue. It'll come to well, me. What wrestler? <sighs> shit. Um, <laughs> I don't I remember. Don't, I don't I'm know just... a shit wrestler. I mean, there's plenty <laughs> of them, but I that, that's too long of a list. Um, it'll come to me. It'll come to me. I cannot think of all right. a moment. Okay. Um, all right. Before we get to the main event and everything, um, tag team match of the year. Oh my god, uh, that was amazing. And can it, it's like, unbelievable. <laughs> and I really just want to get the new Xbox and get the Gears of War five just for the new day. <laughs> Oh, but it's like, it, it's like, it was a match we've been wanting to see. Thank you, WWE, for not screwing it up because it definitely fulfilled every fan who wanted to see that match. And it's almost kind of like a little bit of a passing the torch ish type thing because definitely it's felt like, that you way. To, yeah, a little bit because it's like you have the new day, it's like they've accomplished so much in the last six years and everything. And being the t- in ten time champs, and it's like you got the street profits who haven't been up very long and everything, and it's just like, it's like they they put it on, they went head head to head and everything, and help put these guys over to a win. But it's like in the end, like Jolie says, the fans won with that one because that match was incredible. Kayla, um, yes, that match uh, was definitely the tag team match of the year um with new day and street profits i was happy either way but you know part of me like i know the street profits are going to win it's time you know for them to you know finally hopefully you know race to the top like new day did um uh as far as that went it went it could have gone either way um just the match it's it was kind of funny like um 
all this the Ford when he was sitting there on the top rope is like kept getting beat up and it was just like it kind of you kind of had a red face like he was sitting there going docs I need you you I need because it was like for the longest time he was out like he was nowhere to be found and he's just sitting there like I need you I need you and finally he just Mm -hmm. pops up out of nowhere and just you know gets the you know tag um but I do have to talk about this um the respect that they got the respect that they did they hugged it out they shook hands they congratulated each other um as far as respect my mom goes i can't believe that sasha didn't um uh you know shake oscar's hand and i said well not necessarily didn't shake her hand she did nod at her i said she's showing her respect so um i think if they didn't hug it out or hold shake hands whatever yeah no hey well roman and drew roman and drew didn't shake hands they sure didn't hug it out uh (laughs) but no um but no as far as street profits in uh new day the respect um new day knows that um like julie said the fans are definitely will still be behind them now the question is who's going to take new day spot please do not let it be the hurt business please please um i think it is gonna end up being a first I mean, I mean, uh, as far as like, as far as like, taking the titles from them at least. Give it to Retribution. I'll take that. Give it to Retribution. I don't know. What do you think, Jolie? <laughs> Anybody? Uh, I really don't want to see Cedric, and I really don't want to see them with all the gold. I really don't. I think that they are just the her business are giant ass fucking bullies, and you know that they're gonna get all the gold eventually and be this conglomerate, and then things are just going to turn sideways and it's going to get really people just pissed off and angry and then you know we'll just have to wait and see i don't think it should be them i think you know we should bring up a tag team maybe from nxt uk that you know have a certain flair with their mustaches um or even creating a new tag team with somebody retribution's fine but it's just like the Hurt Business, that's why I don't even want to talk about the Sami Zayn-Bobby <laughs> Lashley match. I mean, I just felt that was completely unfair. Nobody else had people at their side except for Paul Heyman with with, with uh, Roman. That was it, you know? And then the bodyguard for fucking AJ. But he never so, got involved, though. But he so. never got involved. Nah. So, and so it's like, this was honestly, you know, I felt bad for Sami, to be perfectly honest. But this that match was just so pointless because it's heel versus heel. At least even though both Street Profits and New Day are, are faces, they both have a different element about them with Bobby. It's just, you're, you're afraid he's going to hurt somebody. We look at what, um, with the women's match, Naya looked like she landed wrong on somebody. One of the times like, you know, there's just certain people that shouldn't be in certain matches. And like what is heel versus heel? I think that's like why I actually kind of enjoyed the SmackDown women's team better than any team on the any five by five five v five team because mm-hmm. it was it was a perfect mix and blend. And yes, you had Bailey being egotistical, but she worked with the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you know, but getting back to the Street Profits versus. The new day. Yes, I feel that it was a passing of the torch. I feel that it was definitely something that was needed, and um, definitely a nod to what WWE used to have 
good at, and that is tag team division. And I feel that they are trying to get back towards the tag division. So we're just going to have to wait and see. Um, Mm -hmm. It's honestly, you know, it's just it's just a long, drawn out process. We're just going to have to wait and see. And there are plenty of tag teams down in NXT that can come up. You also have uh, Escobar Santos and his group. They can come up technically and go for the tag titles. That would be interesting. Hell, I can't wait to see possibly Nia and Shayna get their little fat asses down back down to NXT. You got Dakota and Raquel. All right. Mm. Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae. There you go. You have Shotzi and possibly returning Tegan Knox. There you go. There, there okay. are Casey Cannizzaro and Caden mm. Carter. Carter. Car- yeah. <laughs> I should know that because I actually follow those them on TikTok, which is funny. They just do some funny ass shit. Um, but yeah, there, there's so many tag teams now. Women's side, mm-hmm. like I, I can't wait to see, like you know, move, bring them down to NXT. You know, that's the the Oscar and Kyrie went to NXT. Sasha and Bailey went to NXT. Peyton and Billy did not go to NXT because they were coward as bitches. All right, Shanna, you want to prove that you're the baddest bitch in NXT that has ever been there before? Then get your ass back down there and prove it to those girls. Because guess what? Right. Those, those girls, I want to see Raquel versus Nia. I want to see Raquel knock Nia the fuck out. I do. Shit, I want to see Rhea do that. Like, <laughs> I, I am just so, like, I just, you know, there's so much that they could be doing right now. I do see them starting to get more towards tag teams, maybe getting back. Maybe somebody's in his here to bring the tag division, bring them a little bit of life. We'll see what happens. But that tag yeah. match. The that was better than the uh, now I'm gonna get a lot of flack for this. That was a lot better than the Kenny Omega uh hangman page or versus the Bucks for the title in AEW. Who wait, who did oh for the tag titles that tag match? Oh, when, when they, they when they lost the ti- when Kenny and Page lost the titles to the Bucks. Oh no 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 no! When they fought like months ago for the titles, and Kenny and Page and Kenny and Page won, FTR just lost the titles to the Bucks. Okay, sorry, FTR Pucks match that everybody was raving about. I'm sorry, I got them mixed up. Thank you again. I don't watch AEW. I just know those two have fought, but I know the Bucks and FTR. Somebody went for the titles. Yeah, but the clips I saw of that match. I'm sorry. You can't tell me that that match was better than Street Profits versus New Day. You can go fuck yourself. I'm sorry. All right. I'll I'll actually have to put them. I'll have to put that one out on Twitter and see what everybody feels about that. All right. Main event. Let's wrap this. All right. Let's wrap this up. Main event. Uh, The only thing I'm going to say, Jolie, is like, uh, I think Drew's going to probably want to recede on this match. Just one. Maybe two, maybe two, three, maybe two, maybe two or three, and everything like that. Damn, it's like talk about getting screwed, and it's like, ugh. it's one of those matches. Yeah. Like you think, okay, I can see the underhandedness happening in the Intercontinental Champions or US. Okay, I could even have seen it in the Sasha versus Oscar match if they wanted to make Sasha more heel, but they didn't. But they did it in this match, and it's just like. 
So what you're saying is Drew's better than Roman. And funny story, WrestleMania 35 access, I get a chance to meet Drew McIntyre. You know, you get the pictures with him. I got the dude's freaking tall. Like, <laughs> and he's built like a truck. He really is. Nice guy. And I go, I know you're the bad guy, but I really want you to beat Roman. He's like, well, thank you. Not many people say that. (laughs) (laughs) But I've always liked Drew. I remember back when he was three-man band and when he was being the cocky little shit that Mm -hmm. he was. It's like, I've seen this kid grow and I've respected his journey and I love him as the face that he is now because he does rule raw. Drew do, or uh, and Drew does have the respect of a lot of people, especially guys like the Undertaker. He does yeah. have Undertaker's respect, which says a lot. When you get that man's respect, that you you have made it. So that match was a fucking banger of a match, regardless of the outcome. It was counter after counter. Mm-hmm. It was. A low blow and a super kick through a table, through a barricade. And I was actually glad that The Miz did not uh, cash in. Here, here. I felt that that would have cheapened it. Um, plus, I, I kind of have a feeling that if The Miz did, Roman actually might have stopped him out of a respect thing. And that would have been his way of shaking his hand. Um, so yeah, like I just that match was everything. Like that was the like that match, and I could see them having another match down the line, and Drew will get the win. And I think somebody pointed out that Roman, I think, has not been pinned since he's been back or since he's been mm-hmm. champion. And Drew has only been pinned three times. So that that's actually good stats. To be perfectly honest. So I just, those two boys can wrestle again and again and again. And Jay, I'm sorry, bro. You, there, there is a Glasgow kiss and a Claymore coming your way. Drew, Drew's not going to forget this. And Paul, you might want to warn him about it. Just you, a little bit. You, you can have them ask Brock what it's like. <laughs> oh, Kayla. Paul might want to run too, so he might have a Claymore kick with his name on it too. Uh, <laughs> but no, um, above all, it was a good match. Um, I was going for Drew, of course, because Roman does kind of irritate me right now. But I guess with the crowd still hating Roman, um, like a while back, a couple weeks ago when I got the chance with the meet and greet when I met the Miz, he said, rather you hate him or love him, that's what they build on. They build... That's what basically the wrestler builds on. You know, when they're a heel, they know the fans are going to hate them. They're a face. They know, you know, the fans are going to love them. Or, you know, regardless, you know, and that's what they say they build on. They build on. If they're a heel, you hear boos, they build. So that's like John Cena. He would always say, let's go, Cena, Cena sucks. What did he do? He built on it. He, you know, he don't let it get to him, but that's what he builds off of. But, um, and I just think that what's makes it stronger. Um, but like we stated, um, Roman, you're probably going to have a rematch. You might have two rematch. You might have a third rematch. 
for, you know, Jay, um, you might, instead of being worried about being the head of the table or sitting at the table, you might want to hide underneath the table. Um, cause Drew's coming for you. Um, yeah, you might want to duck. <laughs> <laughs> Set your tribal chief up and duck. Um, but no, it was a good match. Um, no, like just push the, push the walrus in the way. There we go. They'll work too. <laughs> or just push the table over and just block yourself. But yeah, you're, you're in trouble too. So, right. Oh, but it's like with a few bumps here and there overall it was a pretty good pay-per-view and it was like and of course it's like next month is tlc so it's the year's definitely gonna end with a bang or two or three depending on who gets thrown off of what <laughs> oh uh, yeah okay definitely okay okay so kayla one out of ten how do you rate the show let's see the monday night messiah sacrificing himself or SmackDown Survivor sacrificing itself, Lana being a little bitch and becoming a sole survivor, even though she did absolutely nothing except for kept the steps in place. Um, I'll give it an eight. All right, Jolie, solid eight. Um, again, it it could have been completely different. It it probably would be a nine if Lana wasn't the sole survivor. I'm sorry. I I know I'm probably gonna piss off a lot of people with what I said, but like. I, I, I don't care. And I'm sorry that I, that I say that, that, you know, people are going to think that I'm heartless, but sweetheart, I've been bullied my entire fucking life. And if you let it get to you, then you're not meant to be in this business. I mean, <laughs> I get bullied on Twitter. And what do I do? I fight back. I don't let the people get me down. You got to stand up and take better care of yourself. You can't let it get you the fuck down. If you, if you do, you're not meant for the business. And I mean, I, I know that's harsh for me to say, but you got to take a look at somebody like Nyla Rose who gets called a man on the daily on Twitter and she just lets it roll off her. If you can't do that, you, you got to get out. And there's a reason why I brought up Nyla Rose. It was Trans Awareness Day the other day. And we here at Queen's Takeover respect, love and support anybody in the trans community. And if you ever listen to this and you are trans or you are a bi or you're questioning at me if you get disowned at me talk to me i will be your big sister i will be your aunt i will be even be a mom figure if you need one because you're not alone in this world especially the trans community you are not alone in this world and if somebody is bullying you we got your back and there's a whole giant ass community out there that has your back so you're not alone and I am here for you, and I know my other two girls are here for you, but it's a little bit different for me since I am a part of the community. You are my family. Mm-hmm. You doesn't matter that we're not blood-related. You are part of the LGBTQI is a plus community. I am your family, no matter what your real family does, because you don't, yes, you don't get to choose your blood family, but you get to choose your family. So you have family in me, and that is all. All right, good way to let's yeah, let's wrap this up. That's I'll just (laughs) let's just end it there. (laughs) All right, well, that's all we have for this episode of the Queen's Takeover. Thank you so much for joining us and tuning in next time as the takeover continues. Y'all have a good one.